Today, you get to chat with Marvin Vittori. Yeah, Marvin's one of the you know top-ranked guys at 185 at the UFC right now. He's had some really tough fights, literally with some of the toughest guys in the world. He had um, you've been Adesanya a hard time. You, yeah, I mean, the, I, I saw your Paulo Costa fight, which uh, I thought was extraordinarily impressive. That uh, the endurance and toughness, and and then a lot of changes last minute in that particular one that. Yeah. You agreed to a certain weight, and then he's not going to make weight, and so on and so on. And so a lot of uh, volatility that you still took the fight that a lot of people would have backed yeah, yeah. out of and, you know, did it exceptionally well. It was very impressive. Thank you. Yeah, that, that fight week was was pretty insane. Like, every every fight week had his own story, but that one was definitely particular because, yeah, so much stuff happened, you know. Like, this guy was just, like, every time they would just call me with some, like, some crazy new news. And I'm like, all right, no problem. Just let's make sure that he shows up, you know? Because when I'm ready, I'm ready. I don't, I don't care, to be honest. I would have fought him a heavyweight. I mean, I kind of fought him a heavyweight because by the time he put back the weight, he's probably, you know, he was probably like 220, 226, 228, something like that. So, but yeah, I mean, I didn't care. So, it, you know, when you're ready, I think that's the, the, in my head, that's the right mentality. Like, you just fight whoever, you know? It's, it's about you, it's not about the, your, the opponent, you know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't see that way. You know, they're like, oh, like the weight, this and that. And, I mean, it is, it is you, you are taking a risk when, especially 20 pounds, you let him, the guy, like your opponent being 20 pounds over, but it is what it is, you know. I mean, I, if you feel like, you, you know, if you feel like you should do it, you should do it. I mean, like, and I felt like I never, I, ne I never had, like, one single doubt that I, that I wasn't going to do it, so. Some of the guys that have the you know the biggest fanfare or the the most respected guy in your sport have that sort of attitude. It's like yeah. you know I'm a fighter, and put me in, we're gonna fight. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, the, but you know there there's a, there is a risk in that, and I think that uh, I certainly recognize that, and I'm sure a lot of other people know the difference of like when your opponent can't make weight or they keep changing the terms, changing the terms, changing the terms, and you still show up and win is, uh, yeah. it says an awful lot about your skill set, your tenacity, and your preparation to, to do that. You know, you, before, would you share a bit of your early life with, uh, with my folks that, you know, they see, they see me sit down with a lot of, you know, world champions and top-ranked contenders, and we chat about, uh, you know, you beat up some of the toughest men in the world, but that, that never starts that way, you know? There's always something that happens earlier that uh, puts that thought in your head that you don't want a normal life, that you're gonna, you're gonna do difficult oh, yeah. things and earn a, a special place in the world. What, what was that story for you? I don't know, I always, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like fighting was always in my genes, you know, like I always fought since a really young age, even just like, you know, scrapping with, with other kids, like growing up. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I come from a very small town and I just I always wanted to get more out of it, you know? And I mean, I don't know, I was always like, as a kid, I was always like, like you could tell I fell out of place. I, I felt like, even though I love my, my, uh, my hometown back home and I'm like, I, I really believe like, at the end of everything, I'm, I'm gonna go back and live my, the rest of my life over there, especially when I'm over with everything. But, I, I, I could see that, like, I, I could, like, you know, looking back, I can see that I, I wanted more, you know, and uh, I had to find a way out, you know, I had to find a way to, to seek for, for more. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think a part of it has to be, like, in your genes, you know, it's just, you don't want to, 
you just, you just don't want to like uh, be like the others, you know. And like, uh, and then I just remember uh, watching these videos about Fader Millionenko and watching like this 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 pride video, like this pride fights, and I'm like, man, like these guys are superhumans, and I'm like, I want to be like them, you know. And then uh, you know, here I am being one of those guys, you know. So it was pretty cool. You know, one of the things that first caught my attention about MMA, you know, more than a decade ago, was Fedor. And I remember a friend <laughs> invited me over. He's watching the, one of Fedor's fights, and he was the main event on this card. I don't remember who he fought because I, I wasn't paying any attention to the sport until this time. But um, Fedor is—he's just calm. He's very stoic, yeah. very calm. And the, the other men, they try to hype themselves up or get themselves excited. Fedor just calm. Yeah. And he, he walked in the ring. Uh, this might not be factually true, but the way that I remember it is maybe like 40 seconds. He just destroyed this man about 40 seconds time. And uh, very calm, gets his hand raised, very calm, walks back out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it didn't, didn't even seem exciting to him that he just just a part of his day, true. taking care of yeah, business. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that man, you know, that, that really imprinted in my head of like, that's a different type of man. That's a, that's a tough man. Yeah. But, um, so you, you growing up small, small town in Italy, and uh, I've been to Italy a few times. But I've, I've, only, I've been to Rome, I've been to Vatican City, of course, and you went to uh, San Marino, that okay, drove, okay, driven okay. across the country yeah, yeah. to go to, most people don't know what San Marino is, but yeah, yeah. No, the little it's... landlocked country near yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rimali Airport, I believe. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a long journey. There's a lot of people, you know, in the U.S. or a few other places, there's a lot of people that are, there's, you know, gyms and whatnot. Like, what is, what is that journey from you to, from small town Italy to be like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go be somebody to, you know, fight the toughest men in the world and be respected as, as one of those toughest men in the world? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I never, and I mean, looking back, I was really naive, you know, but, but I had this idea of what I wanted and, and I just went for it. And then slowly found out more about, you know, about everything slowly, bit by bit, though. Like, you know, it wasn't like I'm planning from the get-go to get right away to the top. It's just not, it's just not possible, you know. So slowly I was just like, oh, let's, let me get to here. And then when I was there, like, I would see more and then more and more. Oh. And... Uh, that was a little bit also my strength, and I was a little bit naive back then because because I didn't know anything about the game. I just I just saw these guys. I just know like like you know I like to fight, and uh, you know I just liked like this the intensity about how like this sport was, how how like MMA was. You know, it was real. It was like there was no stoppages in, 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 until unless you lose. There was no stoppages in the in the in the fight, and I'm just like. I want to do this, you know. I, like, I think this really suits me. This is, this is my, uh, this is this is what I have to do in my life, you know. And then, um, you know, I started out just like, so I'm, I come from Mezzo Corona, it's like a like a five thousand people village basically. And I was driving, like, no, actually, no, I was I was taking a train all over to this like, uh, you know, like from Mezzo Corona, like I was taking the the the, the train maybe like like forty five minutes away to like uh, Rovereto, and then like do one training over there, then uh, on my way back, take another train and then stop in Trento that was like on the in the middle, do another training, then come back. And uh, yeah, man, I just remember being like at the train station and just waiting that train. I'm like, you know, one day, one day, you know, like I, I kept reminding myself, like, you're going to remember these days. And uh, 
it's crazy because, you know, like, it's crazy because, yeah, I mean, almost like 10, 12 years after, you know, I, I came this far. And, uh, and you know, it, it's crazy that I made it out of, like, such a small town. It almost, like, feel like I was the chosen one from Italy almost because, yes, of course, I, I you know, I, I, I earned everything, but at the same time, it's crazy because so many, so many things could have gone wrong, and a lot of things went went wrong, and I still managed to, managed to, to fix them and stuff. But so much stuff could have could have just like you know went went wrong at the wrong time, and like everything could have just like fall apart. But yeah, man, I mean, I just had like this strong will and this strong like idea of like of of me becoming like you know like one of the best fighters in the world, and I just like went for it. Oh, there's, uh, I'm sure plenty of things go wrong along the way. And I know oh, in, sure. in my path of, uh, you know, I, I started my entrepreneurial path, maybe I was seven years old. And uh, it was 35 years for me. I had this conversation with Mike Chandler. We were in Florida a while ago, and we're in the back of a Rolls-Royce Phantom that uh, is a vehicle that I had down there. And uh, Chandler's talking about overnight success. You know, he says, well, I spent 12 years at Bellator, is you know three-time champion, one of the most fights in Bellator history. You know, comes over to UFC a bit later. He says in 12 months at UFC, he got more attention and more publicity and so on than than his first 12 years, yeah. because it's you know it's a very different organization. And um, so he says, you know, now people didn't know who he was and they treat him like you know like it's an overnight success. And he's like, well, it only took me 20 years. He's like, I've been an athlete every day for the last 20 years of showing yeah. for wrestling, 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 and you know, then developed to, to be the man who he is. And uh, and I, I we laughed about that. I said, yeah, you know, I, I made a, an awful lot of money in the last couple of years. It only took me 35 years yeah. of building those foundations that, you know, then when you make 10 million, 20 million in a year, you don't think, uh, you're like, yeah, well, it took me 35 years yeah, yeah, to do course, that. Yeah. yeah, of course, no, there, there's no such a thing than overnight success, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and if there is, it's not solid and you just, Unless you're really, really smart and you did have the knowledge somehow before, and then it's not overnight success anyway, you're you're bound to just pretty much like lose it all again because you know if you build it up slowly, every time you build it, then you know it's almost like you know you you, you build some solidity wherever you're at, and then you build on top of it, and then you build on top of it. If you just go up like. You know, wherever you're at, then you, you know you're gonna make contacts. You're gonna you're gonna understand the game better. You're gonna know people. You know, and then and then you're gonna set yourself at that level. And then from there, you you keep building. Like from one day, you just like go all the way up. Then you're up there, but you don't know how to. Like a lot of times, you don't know how to. You know, I feel like you're not gonna stay there. Yeah, you're not gonna stay there. So, but not for sure. I mean, you know, like you. I tell my clients. Be, being an athlete, I think, you know, in terms of like uh, effort and reward, it's not, in, in, in for reward I mean money, it's definitely not the the um, the best ratio. Like the, the effort <laughs> is way higher than the reward, in, especially in MMA. And uh, so if you're, if you're after money from the get-go in MMA, yeah, it's not the right sport. I, I don't feel like it's the right sport. You have to, you have to start for a different reason. And then of course, man, I mean, we all know how, how much money are important, even though they're not everything, but um, you cannot, like, 
I don't I don't think it's the right mindset. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's the right mindset to to think money from the get go when you get into MMA. Definitely not. In uh, in that sport, in your sport, there's many people that retire they never have a million dollars. Most most million people, or billion. A million. Million. Oh, million. Million. Many yeah. people retire from your sport. They oh. were they're extremely talented. They don't even make one million dollars. For sure. Yeah. And uh, you know I. I, I, I I totally understand that. That you you have to do that for other reasons. You have to do that because you 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 love what you're doing. You love that uh, that type of challenge, and you know there's a few people at the top that make an awful lot of money, and that's great. And you know congratulations. But um, you know, there's there's a lot easier ways to make money than getting uh, getting saying, choked exactly. and punched in the head. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. So the, a, a normal person doesn't understand how difficult that is. That you know. I'm, I'm training with some guys that are former champions of you know, Paulie Malinaji is my boxing coach and Jake Shields helps me with MMA. And <clears throat> these people come, you know, we, we train, they come to my home every four weeks and stay with me for a few days <clears throat> and we work out and then have other men that, you know, um, Tito Ortiz has come over, Mike Chandler's come over, Frank Muir and, you know, guys like this that are multi-time champions, very talented. And the, the effort that goes into that, that like, even when we're, you know, like, you know, polite and you know, nice in our training. Like, I have bruises everywhere. I have, you know, you, the first time Jake really choked me, like a guillotine, my, my throat hurt every day for 15 days, uh, like a front guillotine choke. Yeah. And then, then it only hurt sometimes for the next 15 days. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's what you do. That's uh, how you're spending your life right now. So they don't understand the effort that goes into that, most people, uh, but uh, it has to be something you love. And from a business perspective, I, you know, the, People have this crazy idea, say, oh, I want to make a lot of money. And, and when I hear somebody say just that, like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. I want to make a lot of money, too. But I think to myself, a second later, I think, well, what would I have to do for that to be necessary? Who would I have to help? Who, if I could help other people accomplish their goals, yeah. they're happy to help me, too. So I, I always think like that. And uh, if you're only focused on money, you're probably not going to get any. You're probably not going to get much at all. And, and something that you said I think is very profound and, and worth talking about is, about building those deep foundations of, um, I'm never asking any of these men if I'm training that I'm training with, like you know, what's what's the shortcut? The shortcut is yeah, that yeah. you you have to do the work. The shortcut is finding the right people to teach you. Yeah, yeah. The shortcut is finding expert people to train with you to teach you anything. And that's been my shortcut in business. I found the best professors that I could. I went to the best business school. I grew up very poor. I didn't we didn't have shit. I had you know like welfare stuff from the government that. I, I was very embarrassed by this, and I, I hated this as a child. And I, th I wanted to make sure my adult life was... Uh, it makes it all sweeter right now, right? <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I earned my place, I could have anything I want, you know? I could have anything I want. And, um, you know, I, I ended up with, at my age, I have more than I ever thought I could have at my age. But I know there's a lot more to do yet. Um, but you, you can't be doing, if you're just thinking, you know, how to get money, 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 money. Well, money is just your freedom. Money, money allows you to have yeah, exactly. the freedom to spend your time how you want to. It's the number one thing money buys. You don't have to spend your time doing things that you really don't like. And uh, money allows you to not be around people that you don't want to be around. Money allows you to go places and do things that uh, provide for your family, provide for your loved ones, that, and give them luxuries that they might not otherwise have. But again, to get the money, you're going to have to do something in the world. You're going to have to provide some usefulness. and. Um, yeah, the, 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 the sooner a person gets resigned to that idea that you're going to have to learn things, you're going to have to work hard, you're going to have to learn more, you're going to have to work hard. And when you were saying that you, you build yourself to a certain level, 
and then you can go a little farther, and then you can build yourself up to you know, the, the foundation yeah. is you know, stronger, yeah, and you yeah. can go a little farther. And like that is the shortcut. Where people get into trouble is uh, they want something too quick, and then they don't have a strong foundation. And even if they're accidentally exactly. successful for the short term, it's only for the short term yeah, that yeah. You're, you're not going to keep a you're not going to keep that level of success. You, you see it in MMA a lot of times, where like there you know a few guys come in the UFC and, and you know and this is it relates to, to business too because you see these guys they come in and the first three four fights they're really successful because uh, you know they get like not the best op opposition in the beginning and uh, their their style is a little bit weird and maybe they're a little bit they're they're more you know they're more they're more physical than other people and they get away with a lot of things and they'll maybe win like three four five fights and they get all hyped up and then when they start like like finding real opposition they lose and then they keep losing and it's all like up and down and then they almost end up disappearing because they were good but then the foundation to to like that that higher level they will get you to like you know elite and eventually champion it's not there yet and and then uh and mma since you know it's not boxing where like and i love boxing but you know boxing you get like you know you can Sometimes, if you're in the right position, you can pick a little bit. Of, uh, you can pick a few fights and then have a really good fight, like a really hard fight, and then pick another few and then get a real fight. Mm -hmm. And MMA, everyone, like you know, once you get to a certain level, everybody's gonna be game, and they're gonna expose you if you, if you're not solid. They're gonna expose you, and this is a good like you know example of like even in business because you know you you you'll rise fast, then you start you know like facing real different challenges, hard challenges. And you start getting exposed, like, oh, shit, like, I can't handle this, you know, and then you lose, and then, and then, you know, and then your game, you know, you were relying on, on your game to be, like, you know, on your boldness, on, on, on you being physical, but then at that level, like, you, you, these things don't matter anymore, and then you start, you know, you start not doing so well. Anything that I tried to do in my life, I, I wanted to have that, uh... I wanted to have lasting success. I didn't. I never tried to do get rich quick, get rich quick, or whatever the new trendy bullshit is. Uh, I thought if, if something's been working for a couple thousand years, probably that's going to keep working. Sure. Whatever the new bullshit is that everybody is excited about is probably not going to be around in a couple thousand years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, there, there's people out there that it's not so much my audience. Most people in my audience, their their brain works well. They're already good at something. They want to learn more. They're 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 already successful in some way. They want to learn to be more financially successful, have more freedom. So they're willing to put in that work. Um, the, the few people that want to get rich quick, I don't know why they're here. I wish they, they should go anywhere else. That uh, It's not something that I even talk about. It's really for, for people that are very naive. And uh, I feel bad for the terrible outcomes they're about to experience with that sort of thinking. But um, without the foundations, there's no lasting success. Is that The best thing you could do for yourself is very much what, what Marvin said, whether that's in MMA or in business, that like you, you have to learn the foundations of business, like the foundations of entrepreneurship. How does how does a business function? You have you know you have to learn the boring things of accounting and finance and economics and statistics and mathy things that a lot of people don't find exciting. Uh, I didn't find some of it exciting while I was learning these things in, in life or in university. I find the outcomes exciting. The <laughs> outcomes are very exciting. But you, if you don't understand some of these, you know, foundational things, uh, you can't win. It's not possible. And if you accidentally had a little success in the short term, 
you're likely to be very embarrassed soon yeah. that uh, you're not going to maintain that, that trajectory. You're not going to be able to do that. So I, I like to buy things that are boring. I buy boring things like real estate, oil and gas companies, sure. things that uh, they make a lot of cash that um, I know my life is paid for. If I, if I do nothing, my dividends and distributions, the, you know, the companies pay for yeah. more than I want in life, more than I, more than I care to spend. And then you have some appreciation on top of that. But you know, everybody right now, they have some craziness in their head. They're, they're going to get rich overnight. They're going to get rich quick. And if they did this, you, know, you see this with lottery winners. So that somebody gets, they don't know about money, and then they get a chunk of money. And oftentimes, they destroy all of that money yeah, and make yeah. their life worse. You see a lot, a lot of athletes end up doing that. <laughs> like, and because, yeah, like, like rich, it's like in the head. If you're rich, you're in the head. And I mean, of course, you're also on the bank. But if it just, like, if you know, if you put like a million or even 10 million into a bank of like a guy that has no knowledge about nothing, about how like, you know, business works and like how like, you know, how to create more income and stuff. It's just a matter of time that it's going to finish. And you put 100,000 or 50,000 or even 30,000 in a bank of somebody that like knows how to make it work. And those 30 might turn into like, you know, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, whatever. So what is your training like? Some, something that I've talked about with uh, a lot of the, the athletes that I've talked to is like, you have to behave like a champion for a long time before you're going to become champion. You already have to hear, some, is a thought that you brought up when you said that, about this with money, that you have to already have the right thoughts in your head. And so you have to engage in the right behaviors consistently. You don't wake up one day and you're accidentally the, you know, fighting for the championship belt. Is you, you have to behave like a champion for a few years at least before you're going to have those opportunities. What, what is your experience with this? Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. And, uh, and it's not just saying it and just, and, 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 and just like thinking that you are. It's believing, believing in it just so you do all the right things that a champion would do to keep remaining a champion or, you know, or, or you eventually then become champion. It's like, you know, every second of your life, you're deciding if you want to do the right decisions towards your goal or if you're not doing it, you know. And, you know, you can just decide to eat better, to, to, to sleep better, to, to train more, to, to you know, look after your body more and like, and so on, you know? And every second you have to like make that decision. And you gotta know that if you don't, you're not working towards your goal. And you can get away with a lot of things and then, you know, at the end of the day, we're not robots either. But you need to know that, you know, if you wanna accomplish things that like, maybe like 0.001% of people accomplish, you gotta be willing to do things that just that percentage of people are, are gonna do, you know, it's just, you know, being an athlete is not easy, like, especially like even MMA, like you're you're the one, like, you know, not like boxing, even boxing is really hard, but like at least like boxing, you are like four or five champion, like MMA is basically, you're, you know, you're, you're like like the lineal champion of your weight class and there, isn't, there, even, there, is, there are even less weight class. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, and then it's the consistency, you know, you, you have to like, it has to be consistent. It cannot just be like, oh, you watch a video, you're you're motivated. That day you're just gonna act, you're just you're gonna act like you're the champ. The next day you're gonna go out and just like, you know, waste yourself and just like, get out, drink, get drunk, and then, and you know, and then yeah, it's it just not. It, it doesn't work that way, you know. It, the the, you know, I always say like this game, 
requires requires full commitment. And this is this is in everything, but this game I think even more than others, like MMA requires full commitment. Full commitment from the get-go. Like especially from the get-go. Like, you know, the better you get, the better you get at working harder by you know, you minimize you minimize the bullshit so you can get away with more things, even working harder. And I feel this is in business too. But it's, in the beginning, you just, you just gotta, you just gotta forget about anything but just but MMA, you know. And uh, it, yeah, it requires full commitment for sure. You, you use the word motivation in there, and I have a few million followers on social media, and they write me. Uh, the some of them that don't know me well yet, they say, you know, Derek, Derek, what do I do? Sometimes I'm not motivated. Or the the worst, the most disgusting one to me is that. Tell me something to motivate me. Uh, I said, well, you're, you're going to be a broke bitch. If you, if you don't get some motivation yourself, you're going to stay a broke bitch. I see why you're struggling. Um, I, I'm not motivated a lot of times. There's many, 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 many times in my life that I wasn't motivated to go do something. I didn't feel like it today. And I remind myself, well, the success gods, they don't give a shit what I feel like today. They only care about the outcomes that I create today. And I, and I got to get up and go and create some outcomes. I have to go make some things happen. And uh, there, there must be many times that maybe you weren't motivated, but you were disciplined or... Exactly. That's why you got to build up that, that discipline. No matter confidence, motivation, you just have to know that if, 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 you're, if, you, if your stuff went wrong through the day, you just need to know that you build that level of like, you know, professionalism that you're still gonna do your job 100%, no matter what happens. You just, you know, I can be, I don't know, whatever happens, I still know that I'm still gonna train twice a day. I still know that I'm gonna do my job. And yeah, maybe, you know, my head might not be there 100% that day, but I still know that I'm gonna do everything that I was supposed to do, you know? I talk about that with them, that uh, a professional is someone who gets results consistently. If you really think of what the definition of what is a professional, Professional anything, any, any area of life. A person who is professional is somebody who could get a result consistently. You go to a doctor, for, you have a medical problem, you go to a doctor because they're, you know, with a high level of consistency, they're going to be able to help you with your problem. And uh, a professional doesn't have to be motivated. They don't, they don't have to be in a good mood to get that outcome. They might have a headache. They can still get the outcome. Maybe they didn't sleep so much last night. They could still get the outcome. You imagine you went to a hospital. Imagine you had a bad injury, you go to a hospital, and the doctor says, oh, hey, that looks bad, but I'm just about to go on my lunch break, yeah. you know? And, and there's a soccer game this afternoon, so I'm, maybe I'm going to stop back in a few hours if I feel motivated. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, this would be a, a terrible doc. People are going to die if your doctor behaves that way. Yeah. So it's, uh, it should be a, a ridiculous idea in your mind that you would have professional outcomes while we'll engaging in amateur behavior, that you're going to have to do things that, you know, the, the most important time to, to do tough things is that when, when you don't want to do them. The most important time to show up for your success is when you, when you really don't want to, and you're like, well, if I want professional outcomes, I'm going to have to engage in professional behaviors. You're going to have to do, I, I love what you said, that, you know, somebody wants a, uh, an outcome that, you know, one, one in 100,000 people on earth might experience, or one in a million people might experience, uh, well, then you're gonna have to engage in behaviors that you know, the other 
99,999 people, they would not work so hard. They wouldn't, they wouldn't make this effort. Yeah. It's ridiculous to think that you'd have those results without making a, a proportional effort. You know, I, I looked at this the other day because I've, I've chatted with a lot of people, particularly from UFC. There's only about 80 UFC champions ever. You know, wow. The organization is around since 1993. And I, I've chatted with something like 20 of them. I've, I've talked to, you know, like sat down, had an interview, had a conversation yeah, yeah. with. And um, there's only about 80 ever. So to, to have that sort of, to have that anchor in your mind, you met, brought this up with boxing. In boxing, there's four belts and yeah. there's more weight divisions and so on. Um, you know, to, yeah. you know you're, you've, you've had title fights and you'll have more in the future. And, you know, uh, I hope you become a champion. I think you, you, you certainly have the, what it takes to do that. And um, it's such a rare thing. It's such a difficult journey and such a rare thing that y you could have exceptional skill sets, but your competition does too. And, yeah. you know, every day, I mean, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, that's, that's a, a, a tough journey that you, uh, you have to have yeah. every day focus because your competition does. You know, Tito Ortiz and I had this conversation and you know, he's a six-time champion back in the day. And um, I said, you know, how, how did you keep, you know, what did you think about or what were the things in your head that allowed you to keep your belt for so long? And he says, well, if I'm not training, I know my competition is. If I'm not lifting weights, my competition is. If I'm not going to my kickboxing lesson, my competition is. If I don't have the best coaches, one of my competitors is gonna hire the best coaches. And uh, that, that stood out to me that it, it, it mirrored my life a lot, that I wanted to have the best teachers, the best mentors, that I did not have these as a child. I had a lot of shitty mentors. I had, I had a lot of bad role models that you learn, well, I'm never going to do this, I'm never going to do that, but I didn't have good role models. And I made sure as an adult that I was around people that um, they were thinking differently, that they were engaging in exceptional behaviors and paying that price for, to have uh, exceptional outcomes. Yeah, for sure. I, th that's why I always say like, it's not just about getting better. It's about uh, learning how to get better on the way. Also, it's like I mean, the more you go for, the more you go further, the more you have to learn how to learn better, how to how to get better at learning. Also, like you wanna you wanna improve, like you know, you, the way the way like your coaches, like you know. You want to also like like learning is a skill too. You want you want to improve that skill of learning also, mm -hmm. and and so the more that you know that's why I always say like, and and you can see on my fights, I'm every fight I'm better than the one before, is because I don't just like work on get better on like for me the more I get better the faster I get better also because I, learning is a skill like I said and and you gotta you gotta keep like you know you, you gotta learn how to learn better. On, on, on the way so definitely like you know understanding who are the right coaches for you who are the one that like can uh, you know you, you, you need to have a you have to like uh, get an eye for uh, what can suit you and like what like uh, could make you better all the time and even you know and learning can come from everything like you can just watch and learn you can just talk with somebody and uh, and, and learn of course coaches of course, you, you know you you put in the work, but you know it has to be like a like a, like a constant. Like yeah, like you always have to think how I can get better at learning also, and not just me becoming better. If you if you practicing the same thing, you might get good at that one thing, but your your competition again is moving past you. That you have to be thinking, um, what are the best practices currently available? 
and where are things going in the future, that if you, if you could be there first, uh, you have a tremendous advantage. You have tremendous uh, difference in outcomes in, in business or in any endeavor in life. And um, I, I like what you said about the accelerated learning is, is another topic that I, I frequently speak about with clients. That let you, uh, you get to compound the learning over time. As you learn new things, you know, as you build out that web in your head of um, you know some things about finance, you know some things about accounting, you know some things about psychology, you know some things about uh, uh, you know, fighting skill sets, you know, self-defense, et cetera. The more, the more areas that you have a proficiency in, the easier it is to learn something yeah, additional sure. because you're like, oh, that that's, relates to for this sure, and relates to sure. that. And a, a person who's not taking those challenges on, they think that uh, you know, they, you're putting yourself at a grave disadvantage if you think intellectual resources don't matter. The, the best investment you could make is in your education. And you, you can't just be lazy about it. If you, you, um, you know, if you went to the same schools that everybody else did and you engaged in the same behaviors as everybody else when you were there, I mean, that, that'll get you a $50,000, $60,000 a year income. But it, you know, it's, it's certainly not going to put you, uh, you know, there, there's people out there that are making billions of dollars a year with a B. It's not going to put you anywhere near that. And uh, you, you think in entrepreneurship, if a person, this is a crazy thing to me. Why any why why anybody who has a good work ethic or someone who's, you know, psychologically uh, thinks like you or or like me, why would you go get a job? Because yeah, yeah. you, you th <laughs> <if> you <laughs> a job is someone who somebody who gave up on their real potential. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure. not mad at them, people. I don't, I don't mean to make fun of them. It's just like, I mean, I'm happy somebody's available to make my coffee. I'm happy that there are people available that when I go to the airport, they take my luggage. They get it from you know the check-in to the plane. They load it up very gently, of course. Um, I'm, I'm happy the economy is diverse enough that people can do these these little things that it wouldn't be the best use of my time. But for those of you that are, are a bit more ambitious, you know the the path is pretty clear in entrepreneurship. That the, the best entrepreneurs in the world are the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Some of them have you know over 200 billion dollars now, close to 300 billion dollars. And you don't have to be a best-in-the-world entrepreneur. If you, were, if you were an okay entrepreneur, if you could build a small business and, and have good foundations and, and sustain it to keep it you know, viable, I mean, you could make a half a million consistently, couldn't you? And you, a, a normal person doesn't get that in their job. So I, I think if you had a, just a proficiency in that uh, of, of business that you could make a few hundred thousand, half a million, maybe a million a year, and... For, that's a lot less suffering. You have to you have to front load the work. You'll be working harder earlier in life, but you have a lot more leisure later. And just for to shifting that to to work harder early, so you can enjoy those those intellectual benefits, the intellectual compounding that you've talked about, the social compounding of having higher quality people around you and higher quality ideas in your head. Um, man, if 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 lazy people knew the value of that, they would work harder earlier. Just so they could be lazy longer later, <laughs> It'd be in your selfish best interest to do so. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like, like you said, like you know, from from understanding one thing deeply, you can understand ten thousand more things. You know, like that's why I'm, you know, more than everything. Of course, like you know, my sport taught me a lot of things, but more than everything, it taught me hard work. You know, and through hard work. You, like you know, people like you said, they they they're looking for because 
you know, people like stories, you know, they like, they, they want you to tell you, they, 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 like, they like to hear stories. They like to hear like, you know, there were secrets, there's something hidden that they, they <laughs> people, they love that, you know, it's, it just, I, I think it's part of our nature actually, you know, like, do we, we, you know, we like, we like, like, uh, how do you call them? Like, uh, fables, not like yeah, fable, fairy yeah, tale, fairy tale. Yeah. They, we just, I think it's part of our nature. Um, but in reality, there, there aren't like, I mean, there's no, there, there's no such a thing. It's just, uh, but they don't want to hear that. You know, they don't want to hear that. They, and they, they I think like, um, they kind of want to see, they, they want to hear that like that guy got there because of something uh, particular or special. So they kind of like feel better about them. Like, oh no, he was there because of that. I, I couldn't do that because I wasn't like that. But in reality, everybody could do what that guy did or what I'm doing or like, to be honest, or what you're doing, like, you know, like, I mean, maybe not everybody, but a good amount of people, like a, a lot of people could have, could have done it. It just, you know, they just didn't, didn't want to put in the work. They, they didn't understand the, the value of hard work. And, and I see it all the time. I'm like, I have to, I have to, you know, I see so many opportunities, but a lot of times I'm like, I, you know, there, there should, there, 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 um, so much work should, should go into that thing. That right now I'm focusing, and even it will make me even more money sometimes. But I'm like, what is right now my main goal in, in my life? And for me, is to become world champion in the UFC. So I'm like, regardless of the money, this part of my life, it's all about that. This is the full commitment. And of course, like you know, you still have to do the right moves. You're not. I'm not gonna just like spend all my money like 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 stupid because. We, we make okay money, but we don't make like, kind of like, you know, NBA contracts or like NFL kind of contracts money. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the value of hard work is, it's, it's super important. I think it's, 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 it's the main thing in, in, in anything in life, I think. What is your workout schedule? What, what does a normal week look like for you just to, to maintain your, your current skills and to keep growing like you are? Yeah, I, I try to train, uh, twice a day, every day, basically six times a week. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of people doing like three, sometimes even four, and I'm like, I don't know about you, but for me, it's not consistent. And I know I train hard, and I see a lot of people. But if you're consistent and you train hard, and the sessions are intense, and you're not taking steroids, you're not gonna be able to do more than two two sessions per day proper sessions per day, six times a week. You're just not. If you are, it's because you're not training hard enough in those sessions. Yeah. And uh, and even if you are doing them, it's not consistent, it's like, like it's not sustainable. And and if by any chance you're able to like, you know, get away, uh, like, you know, get, get around these two things, I don't think your head is, it's, it's gonna, you know, when, when you do too much, your head is not going to be able to elaborate it, you know. It's just, you're, because your head has to be there. I, I mean, especially when this is the difference. Like, you know, like I said, you know, the more you get better, the more you get, the, the more you you improve. The also you want to improve the way you're learning and all that. You know, when you like now, when I'm there at a session, my head has to be there. Like, you're not going to show me one time, one thing, ten times. You just need to show show it to me one thing, and then I'm going to drill it by myself if I think it's right. And the next thing is going to be part, and the next time is going to be part of my game. You know, 
And so my head has to be there. So if I'm training three, four times a day, my head won't be there on the fourth session, on the third session. It's just not going to happen. So on my, and this is my way to do it. It's, I always train uh, twice a day, every day, six times a week. And of course, if I have to take, a, you know, if I have to take like a day off or like, uh, you know, especially if I don't have a fight coming up or like, um, but, or like a session off, I'll do it. But um, consistency is, is key, of course, you know, like uh, right after my fight, a week after I'm back in the gym and my mentality is always like, a lot of people are like, why are you training so hard? You don't even have a fight. Because I got a lot of things to work on. You know, that that has my time to, to improve my crafts. You know, um, you know, I, and also this is a, this is a nice saying that uh, it stick to my mind. Is like you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and it's really true. You know, you just if you think that you're just staying there, you're actually getting worse. In in anything, if you just think like that, you're passively gonna get better, or like that by not doing something. Uh, or by not doing what you're supposed to do, uh, you're just staying where you're at. No, you're you're getting worse. You, you're not. If you're not improving, you're getting worse. That, that that's that's true. One of my friends, uh, he was a football player. He went to the NFL, but before the NFL, he played football in Miami back in the late '80s, early '90s. And um, at that time, they were extremely dominant American football team. He, he won three national championships over there. Um, he had, you know, second highest scoring guy in college football history by the time he graduated. And um, he said his coach was a man named Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's in the College Football Hall of Fame, later went to the NFL coach there. He's also in the NFL Hall of Fame for his coaching skills. And he said exactly what, all the time, exactly what you said. He said it was Jimmy's mantra that every day you're making a series of decisions that you're, you're getting better or you're getting worse and all those little decisions throughout the day yeah. to, to do more, to contribute higher, to, to invest in your, uh, a better future. Um, so if, you, when, if, you, if you're not actively getting better, then the default is you're, you're getting worse. Your competition is going to pass you up. Yeah, exactly. And that, that always, that stuck in my head a lot, that uh, this man's been a friend of mine like 12 years, Carlos, and uh, been a, a good you know, mentor in real estate and some other general business things that he's done very well for himself later. But, um, you know, even you, I'll go back to what you said. Like, even when you're not training for like fight camp, you're still training the way oh, most people sure. do for a fight camp. Like a lot yeah. of guys are, have that type of schedule to go in 11, 12, 13 times a week when they have a fight coming up. Yeah, because then you build up that habit and it just just becomes normal. Like your standards of training is that one. You know, and then I see it all the time. Like, and and maybe sometimes I do the that. Like, I do the mistake of a little bit overtraining. You know, like. I, I don't believe in overtraining too much, but for some people I do, and and at times I do maybe train a little bit too much. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, but, but it's just because I build that that standard for myself. I build that habit. Like for me, like training twice a day is just normal, you know. It's and people are like, why, why? I'm like, man, like I mean, I'm completely committed to this game. Like I'm, what am I gonna do? This is like. If you take away training from my life, I'm just gonna sit on my couch and do nothing. I think you send a signal to, to others in your space as well. Where, you know, uh, Forrest Griffin is a is a buddy of mine, and Forrest uh, invited me over to the Performance Institute. The it's about a twenty million dollar facility that the UFC provides to 
uh, the other their athletes under the roster and some of the OGs I think get in there too. But it, you know, when you have that reputation in the training facility that uh, you're showing up there, don't even have a fight on the schedule, but you're showing up there consistently, let, you're, you are letting other people know that yeah, there's some people, they don't even, they're not even going to want to take a fight with you. They know they're uh, not prepared, you know? They know they don't want that trouble. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a good signal. I went over the forest, invited me over. I walked through the other day, and, uh, and there you are with your, your hand wraps and yeah. uh, shared a little fist bump for a second in the <laughs> middle of your, your training session. So it's a, it's a signal to your competition when you're, when you're there putting in yeah. the work and other people see that that um, uh, makes people comfortable you know, giving you opportunities that they couldn't give to somebody else. And it also lets your other people know that it's a, if they're not holding themselves to a similar standard, then it's, it's not possible for them to be competitive. You don't want to scare them too much because then they don't show up at the fights, you know? <laughs> you, don't find, you don't find no matchups, but... It's a high quality so It is very true. Like, I mean, you know, fighting is... It, fighting, it's such a beautiful sport because it, it's, it, it's on so many levels. It's not just physical, it's psychological also, you know, and like, definitely, you know, like you, you can scare some people just by, you don't need to touch them, you just, you, you can scare them in so many ways, you know. So you, you can, like like you say, you know, just by the habits that you build up, by, by how you act, by, you know, that pe people get a feeling of, of what, the, what they're in for, you know, before they even, they're in, you know. So that's why I had a lot of people pulling out of fights because they know that, you know, I'm going to show up and I'm, I'm always going to bring the work and I'm always going to be ready. And uh, there's no easy way out of, of with a fight, with, you know, fight with me, you know. So well, there's a, you know, I, I say this with tremendous respect for other people in your sport, but maybe, maybe you'd explain to the audience that there's, there's a lot of people that are extremely talented physically, but... Um, you know, they lose the fight psychologically. Some somewhere they get in their head oh, and sure. they give up. And you know, the, I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want somebody to interpret that as a comment of disrespect because it's, it's extraordinarily difficult. That if you're on the UFC roster at all, it's extraordinarily difficult. And you're, you're a very talented person to be there at all. Let alone you know ranked how you are and you know, having the the quality of competition that you know you, you beat some really tough men. But you know, maybe comment on that of like you know, there's a lot of guys that. They just give up. That uh, you, you see it oh, happen. Sure. You see them. You know they say you know break them, break your opponent in the fight. That it's more of a psychological thing than physical thing. And sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Every second in the fight, it's there is a psychological, like like uh, like in any fight, we go through so many psychological like um, moments that can that can decide a fight. You know, and a lot of times it's the opposite of what you see. Sometimes you know it's like. You could be this close to finishing a fight, and then somehow the guy survives, and it works for the guy. It works for the guy that survived because now he feels all confidence. And a lot of times, and then he comes back, and maybe the guy's been so tired trying to finish the fight, you know, mm -hmm. and he was so he was relying so much on finishing that then the the, the you know the mm -hmm. car changes, the, the table turns, you know, and uh, that's why like you know um, uh, you know like. Uh, like a like a strong mind, it's also flexible. You know, it's like, all right, you got out, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you back in, into that position that you were just in. You know, but it will take a while to to build that. And also, and what happens with people that are really talented? First of all, like a lot of times, people that are really talented, they 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 like uh, they get to a to a very high level fast, and they don't build that foundation. Mm. And second of all, then they they rely on that talent 
almost too much. And then when they find like uh, elite level competition, that talent doesn't work because that talent had to be, it's not refined to the level of, you know, where it could work to even to the elite people. And it doesn't work. And when it don't work, it's like those people who like hit so hard that they almost knock out everybody. And they go into a fight, they can't knock them, they, they, they can't knock this, this guy out. And they almost break themselves, you know? They, 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 they give up on themselves before the, the fight is actually over. They're like, fuck, I can't, I can't hurt this guy. What is he gonna, you know? This is, this is a little bit like what happened with Costa, you know? It's like, you know, and he stayed in the fight until the end, but you know, like, he just realized by the second round, like, he can't really hurt me, you know? And I know he's, he relies a lot on his power, you know? He relies a lot on his, like, his punching power, his kicking power. And, uh, but he realized in the second round, you know, like, I'm not gonna get this guy out, you know? So, yeah, but you know, the fight, it's, it's this, is, this, this is the beauty of fighting, you know? Fighting is on so many levels. It's not just, uh, not just physical. Yes, if physically strong, psycho uh, you have the physical skill set or, you know, the, um, the various disciplines of MMA of you know have you know solid striking skills, solid defense, uh, in you know numerous positions, numerous situations, and every day like doing the, the right doing the right doing the right decision. That does the fight every day. The like, cardio you could be very talented, but yeah, if the cardio is not there, is uh, you're going to be in trouble real soon. You know, if I if I have a good scramble for two minutes, if I'm with my coaches and you know two minutes of real activity. I'm out of breath right now. Oh, yeah. My cardio is not, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be a pro fighter either, but, you know, two minutes of real activity, you're out of breath. Or I am. Yeah. And, and to do 25 minutes in a champion fight, people don't understand. The people in the yeah, audience right. don't understand what this is. It's because it also, like, you know, by the more you refine your skills, the more you get efficient with it. You know, that's why you see, like, people coming out of crazy scrambles and not even breathing hard because they're, they're so accustomed to it, you know? And they're so, they became so efficient with it. Even though they look like they're doing like, uh, you know, like they, they, they do like crazy movements, but they're actually doing like pretty effort, effortlessly, you know, like they're, they're not like, it looks like they're, they're, they're putting a lot of energy in it, but they're actually not. They're, they're, they're in their zone at that, at that pace. So meanwhile, the other guy might not be, and that's why he, you know, he gas out. But yeah, that's why like, Fighting is beautiful because of that. I'm, I'm curious for your perspective on this. So we talked about the psychological toughness, and I, I, think, I think you touched on it great, but you might have more to add. Where I'm in the habit of making myself uncomfortable every day. I'm in the <laughs> habit, that, especially in negotiations, that you can't be a good negotiator in a business. If, if I can't negotiate, when I go to Europe, I've, I've been like 66 countries. I've been to most of the countries in Europe. and. Uh, if I go to Germany, Austria, one of these countries where they, they want to sell you bottled water, if I can't negotiate free water, if I can't get free water, how am I supposed to negotiate something that's important, multi-million dollar deals, hundreds of millions of dollars in some cases that I've, I've helped other people with. So I've, I'm, I make it a habit every day to have some social pressure, to, <laughs> to have you know, I'm not trying to be uh, violent with someone or aggressive in that way, but to have some pressure or some tension with other men. I just I make that a habit every day. And I think that uh, that's helped me a lot in business. It's helped me a lot in other areas of my life that I'm not looking to, I'm not a bully, I'm not trying to give anybody a hard time, but 
if someone's not treating me right, I don't mind having a little conflict. I don't mind having pressure between us. Yeah, yeah. Um, how does that translate in, in, in your, the way that you think of uh, you know, your skills or, or, how, or the, how that might be useful to others in the world here that like having that, uh, what, what are some of your habits that no, allow you psychological is, toughness? This is a very, this is a really big point. Like, I mean, to uh, force yourself to do things where like, you know, you know, the mind wants to always stay like at ease. They, 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 they always look for comfort. It always look like, you know, the, 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 like to, to, to get as, as, as less trouble as it can, you know, like to stay cozy. But, you know, we all know that in life that, you know, it just, it's, it's a, you know, you, you, can, you can find that in a very short, in, in the short distance, but like you're not gonna find that in like on the on the short like on the short term, but you're not gonna find that in like the medium long term. Everything that probably that is gonna give you like comfort on the short term, most likely on the mid, medium long term is not gonna give it to you. So to put yourself into like um, some discomfort and to do things that you don't want to do, it it's a it's a very good way to to build that to build that like um, that strength because you know. Regardless of what your what your mind tells you, you're still you're still gonna do you're still gonna do your job. You're still gonna you're still gonna uh, you know be productive. So I think that like that that's actually my story for a lot of times. Like no matter what, I'm always gonna do it. You know, I remember like I remember even in the beginning, I'm like feeling shit about a lot of things, and you know everything like seems like you know there's not really like a, a progression because. I'm in Italy, and they're, they were, what am I gonna do with this? You know, I, where, where am I gonna go? Because there, there, were, there was no gym. I'm, I'm slowly realizing like the sport almost doesn't even exist in Italy. And I'm saying, and I'm saying, no matter what, you're not gonna stop training. <laughs> that, 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 that's what I kept saying to my, to my mind. I'm like to myself. I was like, no matter what, no matter whatever happens tomorrow, you're gonna still do the same shit. You're gonna show up at the training. You're still gonna train. Still gonna go there twice a day, and then. You're gonna be home, and you know you can think the same. You, you can think the same thing that you've been thinking, but you're still gonna put on the work, put in the work, you know. So, did, did you have some important mentors or coaches at that time that uh, they helped you keep that momentum? Uh no, that's that's another crazy kind of part. Like, um, I've always kind of been like my own coach in terms of like uh, in MMA a little bit, but I, I definitely I like, um, you know, I, I became good at learning. By watching, you know, just by like, and by picking people's minds, you know, picking people's brains. And, um, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I had a, I had a few people that had a big influence on me, you know, but um, mainly just friends or like, you know, people who I got to know. So, so other high quality, like training partners or? Yeah, 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 for sure. Gotcha. For sure. Could you share one of those stories of a you know a, a specific training partner that uh, that you learned a lot from or that, that kept your well, brain engaged during tough times? Well, I mean, one of the guys that like I respect the most, and he's one of the most hard workers. I mean, he's he's probably the most the the, the hardest work uh, worker in, in the room. Uh, you know, me and him, I, I you know I feel like we we always work like crazy. And and when I first came to America, uh, he was definitely you know one who I was looking up to and like uh, he showed me a lot of things that helped me out throughout basically until now. And um, this guy is uh, Benil Darius. He's, uh, 
he's a beast. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, him for sure, like, this guy, just, <laughs> he's just, he's relentless in, in his pursuit, you know, but he just, he loves, he's super passionate, like I said, like, that's his life, he's fully committed, and, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the, the, you know, the only mistake, you know, like I said, I don't really believe in overtraining and this and that, but, you know, for some guys like him, yes, you know, at times I feel like, but, you know, uh, he's, he's a special human being also, like, you know, he made it to, like, he has like 20 UFC fights, I think. So, mm. what, what, what can you tell him? You know, he has his way, of course, but uh, he definitely like his work ethic is just unbelievable. You know, so yeah, definitely learn a lot from him. I just found it. I I have to have this in my life, and anybody else that I've seen be highly successful, they they had either you know great coaches, great teachers, great mentors, and. Um, it, it helps to have great training partners. That you, you, you certainly have to have one or the other. It helps if you have both. But you, sure. you have to be around other people that have a you know, similar work ethic and a similar vision for, you know, all right, we're here together right now and we need to be over here. And they're keeping each other on track yeah, to yeah, do that. Yeah, for sure. You can do a, I've done a lot of things by myself. It was always slower than when I had other people like that around me that uh, you, there's the amount of work that you, that you do by yourself and then there's a, a different level of work that you do because your your coach, teacher, mentor told you you have to do even more. And then if you're surrounded by great training partners that are people that are you know have similar goals, similar values, then you you would have given up yourself, but you worked a little harder for the team, and you work a little harder yet to that, hold yourself accountable. That's real motivation. It's not that motivation doesn't come, from, but that that's real doesn't come from like a like the, the 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 frivolous motivation might come from like you know like a video you just like you know you feel, you feel good in that moment but that but that actually is real motivation that that motivation stays and it's constant you know like uh, you know you see them improving i'm like you know and you you keep wanting to to race to the standards you know and and again like and then people sometimes are like oh like how how do you uh how do you always uh, train twice a day every day like every time like you, you know you never stop and uh i don't know to have that chip on your shoulder i believe that for real it's definitely a little bit on the jeans you know like that's definitely like you know and you know what for me it might come because uh it might be there all the time because um i pretty much when i decided to fully commit to this i really fully committed i, I was really I, I really fully committed to this because I left everything behind. Like I left all my family behind. I'm here on my own, you know. So every time I wake up, that's my motivation. I'm like, I'm not in the place that I wanna that I wanna be. Like my family's not here. Like, you know, I'm here for a reason. You know, I'm not just here like to hang around and just like have a good life. No, I have a reason right now. You know, so I don't need you know like I wake up. I have like my <laughs> my Italian flag that. Uh, uh, full of blood that that I that I fought uh, that I used against the fight in uh, with with Hermanson and that's all I need to see. I'm like, all right, let's go after it. You know? <laughs> that's all I need to see. You just wake up and look at a bloody flag and like, yeah. all right, more. You know, related to the you know the Italian flag, my my friend Pauli is, uh, is my friend and my boxing coach. Um, there's there's really there's a strong sense of pride for the for the people that came from the Italian community. That you know, there's not a lot of people that that did you know what you've done or what Paul is a multi-time champion, you know, world champion boxer, and uh, you know you you have a clothing line that sort of embodies that the Italian. Dream. Yeah, yeah. 
Can you Absolutely. share a little bit about that clothing line and what it means to you? Yeah, no, it, it's, we, it's, in fact, it's called the Italian Dream Apparel. And uh, yeah, man, I started out as like, uh, you know, pushing like clothing uh, before the fights and after the fights. Uh, and then it became a business. And um, no, man, it, we've been doing very well. And uh, it's, it's a pride because, you know, even, you know, some of the phrases that I say, you know, and, and, and more than a t-shirt we sell, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to promote like the, the because they, where, the, where does the Italian dream come from? You know, like in, you know, there's, you know, one time I was listening to the, to an Eminem song and they were talking about the American dream. And I feel like the American dream is a, is a concept that is way more established here in America, but not in Italy, you know, like in Italy, a lot of times, you were born in one place, you stay there for, for the rest of your life, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like, you know, like promote this, this concept of like, you know, you, you know, from something to like, from nothing to something to everything, you know, like, and, uh, and that, that's, that's the message. And, uh, no, we've, we've been doing good. We're, we're uh, now it's been like over a year that uh, it's been up and, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm happy about, about it, you know? You know, my, my great-grandfather was born in Italy, mm. and uh, he moved to America, Ellis Island, that whole process, came to America. He worked in a coal mine, which is a really shitty job. Uh, for sure. You go underground and chipping away at some coal, some rocks, and bringing it up, and a lot of the men he worked with are dying early because you're, you're inhaling yeah. these nasty things. And he, uh, his main thing, this, uh, this man from Italy, he said he, he don't want his children to do what he's doing. He don't want them to live this way. And, um, you know, he had that, uh, that American dream where, you know, as an Italian man that moved, wanted to do better. And, you know, then his, his kids were farmers and construction people, and, and they built things and, and so on and so on. And a few generations later, is is unimaginable that when a person has that work ethic or, you know, has that thought in their head for a few generations, yeah, of, yeah. what else can I do? What else could I do? What else could I do? That it'd be unimaginable to, to that man. His name was Giovanni. Oh, Giovanni it'd be yeah. unimaginable to him to, uh, to have the opportunities that we have, you know, a hundred years later. Yeah, that um, to, to travel around on jets, to have the, the access to, of information we have, to have the opportunities and in the, that American dream is something that's most often um, embodied by immigrants, as people that came from other places that they see an opportunity here that is not available in other parts of the world. And there's a lot of people that sure. were born here that have opportunity all around them, and they don't do shit with it. They do nothing. And it's... Uh, in Italy, we say, who, sometimes, who has the bread doesn't have the teeth, and who has the teeth doesn't have, doesn't have the bread. <laughs> it makes good sense. <laughs> So that, that Italian dream is something that, um, you know, for you to come here and embody that and show other people from, from your country and other people in Europe of like, you know, you, know, you said this earlier, there's a lot of people that um, they might have had better opportunities or more talent at some time than you do or than I did. Um, but if you don't go do something with it, you know, the people that are working hard, they're going to get the, oh, they're going to sure. get the bread at the end, teeth or no teeth, they're going to get the bread for sure and you, you got to be able to you got to be willing to get up and if you want your piece of that American <laughs> dream or that Italian dream apparel is uh, I think you're you know you yourself and that brand that represents you is um, is inspiring a lot of people in your home country a lot of people in Europe and um, 
you know, I'm inspired. I, you know, when I watched your your fight with Costa, I was like, all right, this guy is. <laughs> it's, it made me want to talk with you. That I'm just like, all right, this is this okay. is a tough man. That a lot of turmoil, a lot of things that came up, and a lot of people would have backed out of that fight, and you showed up, and you know, you did your thing like a professional, and I think really made a statement that uh, stood out to a lot of people. If you haven't seen that fight, you should check it out. <laughs> Obviously, go to his next fights. So he's uh, He's a man that's determined to get that championship belt around his waist, and he's engaging in the behaviors that will lead to that type of outcome. So you're going to have to make a decision what kind of behaviors that you're going to engage in. And if you want to do better in business, if you want to learn how global markets function, if you want to learn how to make money in real estate, if you want to learn about entrepreneurship, which you're going to need to know to be good at anything else in business, I'm happy to help you get your part of that American dream. But you're going to have to want to help yourself. You can't help somebody that don't want to help themselves. So you make your decision where you belong in the economy. Make a decision if you're going to earn some of those champion outcomes. And, you know, Marvin, thank you very much for spending the time. Of course, yeah, a lot of thank things you. that you could do with your day. And thanks for coming here, be screen sessions and thank sharing you some of your story.